Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Faith Boosters. So good to hang out with you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. You know what to do. Let our friends and family know that we are on and let them get on and let's hang out around the word of God that changes everything. So get on your social media, post the link, get everyone on and let's sit together around the word of God today. As always, a good word from our father. I just happen to be the vessel that is carrying it. What an honor. <laughs> so let's pray together as we welcome the presence of God, which is present with us. He is always with us, but we're just letting him know you're welcome. We are happy to be in your presence. We recognize that you're with us. So Father, we thank you for your presence. Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you for being present with us every day. Every time we gather around your word, we know that you are present with us. So thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to unveil mysteries to us. You've said in your word that to you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, meaning that they are mysteries. They are things that are mysterious and they are keys that unlock more of the kingdom of God that is in us to be able to be manifest around us. So we thank you that you're going to unlock mysteries even today as we gather around your word. May it come to life. May you open our eyes and may we see wondrous things in your law. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. What a blessing to be hanging out with you today. Uh, thank you for being here every Monday, 5 p.m. East African time, hanging out live around the word of God and yeah I know I've been I was I was struggling even right before I sat I sat down to teach today saying what should I teach and you know I'm always here with with Shadrach my son and he just said to me you know what the Holy Spirit tells you because I was playing with two I took two messages that are burning on my heart I promised you last week that we'd talk about redeeming the time but we're not going to talk about redeeming the time today um we will talk about it maybe next time Today we are going to talk about something very close to my heart. And you know, as we as we even get into it, what is going on in my heart right now, what I hear for you is who is watching, is that believe that it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The word mystery means something that is hard to understand. And here is the thing that I'm hearing. Let us decide to be spiritual people. If you approach the things of God, which is really your life, because... Our, we are spiritual people, like it's who we are. You, if you belong to a, a country called Uganda, you're a Ugandan, you can't say, now you have to learn how do Ugandans behave. You usually learn it by being around fellow Ugandans. It's part of who you are. Um, and that's why you have to become very familiar with the word of God. What does the word of God say? Because it is the rule book for how we behave in the kingdom of God. As spiritual people, there are things that are not, it's like when you come to Uganda, there are things that don't make sense to you if you're from a Nigeria and you came to Uganda and you found that women even kneel on the street to greet people who are older than them or depending on what rank it is in culture you'd be like um is that even okay you'd think maybe we're being oppressed but for us it's a part of our culture that we love um and if you're even in Uganda we have over 60 tribes so some of the tribes look at other tribes and think we are weird but when you don't belong to a certain a group of people you find that the things they practice can be strange to you so don't be surprised when people who don't know jesus think you're weird and then you're trying to fit in and behave like them instead of promoting the kingdom of god out there so become a spiritual person and understand that you cannot understand the things of the spirit using the logical mind which has been trained to behave like a ugandan or a south african or a nigerian or a 
a, a United States person or an American or a, 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 a whatever it is. Remember that you're first a kingdom of, a, a, a citizen of heaven before you're a citizen of anywhere in this world. You came from heaven. You came from somewhere. You existed before you existed in your mother's womb. You existed in the heart of God. And so you are behaving that way. You will behave like a spiritual person to the extent that you know what is written in the word of God for you. So become spiritual and don't be shy about it. Don't be shy to pray in a restaurant when you're going to eat food. Don't be shy. You know, there are people in a certain religion who are not afraid of anything. They just put their mat out there and they pray in public places, in private. For us, we are afraid. Stop, be, stop being afraid. It's who you are. It's like being afraid to be Ugandan or to be Nigerian or to be whatever it is, Namibian, wherever you come from, Kenyan. You know, don't be afraid to be who you are. Proudly wear the flag of heaven. But that's going to happen. The more you know as a citizen of heaven what belongs to you and as a kingdom citizen, what, then you can appropriate it on earth. There are things that belong to you by virtue of being a child of God. Here on earth, there's a life you're supposed to live. So proudly get into it and get to know it and live it in the name of Jesus. And that's not what we're really talking about. And I want to invite you to buy this book. Buy this book. As of this week, it is on Amazon. So get it on Amazon. Buy it. Buy it for yourself, for your friends, for your family. It's less than $10. Um, even for the people in Uganda, that should be very easy for you. Uh, it's, in, it's, in, it's in the bookshop, Aristoc. You should find it at Aristoc. You should find it at any worship harvest location. And you can also order on that number that it always shows on the screen. You can make an order there. People have been buying them in bulk. You know, people are ordering 100 copies, 50 copies. I love it because that means that they don't want to do it alone. They are doing it as group studies. They are doing it. It's a very small book, even for those of you who fear reading. Um, yeah, most of it is... Let me see where the practicals begin. By page 43, we've started the practicals. So it's like 40 pages of reading and very intense. This book is special because it's really a lot of impartation, passing on something to you more than reading for mental content. No, it's for something to flip on the inside of you that you will become a person of the word. So grab yourself a copy of the book, Build Your Arsenal, How Memorizing Scripture Will Empower and Revolutionize Your Life, that you'll get to know the culture of heaven as you put the word of God in your heart we put it at as low a price as we could so that you can buy not only one but lots more not only for yourself but for your friends your family on and on it goes so today what do i want us to talk about you know i uh, what has been on my heart so strongly lately has been how how deceived we are about this thing that i'm going to talk about and that's why i said in the beginning be a spiritual person start to take god's word seriously Start to understand that there is no counsel or wisdom against the Lord. That there is nothing that is more clever than the wisdom of God. Do you understand? Like, think, no, me, I, I think that one I can overcome it. <laughs> For example, when Paul writes to Timothy, because Timothy was a young man and he told him, flee youthful desires. In 2 Timothy 2.22, flee, flee, not walk away, not stay away from, flee. Like run, between running and flying, that's how you should deal with sexual things. Like flee youthful lusts, and, but pursue righteousness and faith along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. In other words, Timothy, don't, don't flee alone. Flee by, and while you're fleeing, pursue something else. Righteousness and faith 
along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. In other words, have company. It's hard to flee sexual sin alone. It's good when you have a company of poor like, man, I'm dying. Are you also dying? Yeah. Let's stay away from this thing. It's going to destroy us, you know. And you have people who you talk to about these things when you're struggling and they help you to stay out of certain company. And this is one of those things I want to talk about today, which is the fight for your destiny. And, and I know that you're like, what does that mean? I'm talking about the company that you keep and the power it has over your destiny. Did you know that the company you keep can completely negate your destiny? Yeah, you can actually lose your assignment because of the company you keep. And remember why I started, I say, do never think that you're wiser than the wisdom of God. Never think that you're more clever than the wisdom of God. And you know, Paul the Apostle knew this. It's, this is one of the areas where we are most deceived. I have seen it with my eyes like this. Because it's a very emotional place also. There are people who you've been with since you are young. They're not going anywhere. And therefore, you're not going anywhere if, you, if, if they are your core company. They are not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. But it feels good to be around them. In fact, you seem loyal. So would you rather be loyal and stuck? Or would you rather pursue relationships that can actually move you into your destiny? and help thousands in your generation you know this thing about being great is not about you being uh, allowing god to lift you like it's very selfish for you to have a small life i want that to enter your spirit and your heart it's very selfish for you to choose a small life a small life is comfortable it is safe um it doesn't have lots of risks in it doesn't have lots of sacrifices in it but it is selfish because then you don't get to <laughs> help others you live for yourself you're comfortable but others are uncomfortable in your in your environment people around you they, they are not living their best life because you've chosen to stay small and comfortable greatness is uncomfortable but it's worth it now this is an area of great deception for the church for believers for people generally in life but mostly for believers why i've met so many people who think no for me my company won't really affect me so you're wiser than god because i'm going to show you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture that is talking about being careful about the company you keep and you know what there is no innocent connection in your life we're like oh that's an innocent connection i've always been someone who is very particular about the people who i allow into my space and when i allow you in and i notice a certain set of behavior i start to reduce my distance because i know that i it's not innocent to bring you into my inner circle it's not innocent because when you're in, you're influencing me. And I'm also aware that I might be the one person people are probably staying away from to be in their inner circle because I might be influencing them negatively. So I want to grow so that people who are on a journey of destiny want me in their environment. And this is not something I took too seriously. I took it seriously in terms of stay away from people who might pull me back. But I didn't take it seriously in terms of pursue those who might draw me forward. Because for many of us, we are in neutral. We make sure we don't have very bad company, but we're not also pursuing great company. So anyway, we don't have bad company around us, but we have mediocre company. And so we struggle with the same things. We are on the same journey. You have to have some people who are ahead of you who make you uncomfortable, who push you to do things that you'd never do naturally uh, had you been left to your own self to make the choice. And you can't say, for me, Jesus is my company. No, Jesus is your company through others. <laughs> he even told Mary at the cross that behold your son told John behold your mother why didn't he say our father and mother are you in heaven eh? you need company to make it in life but bad company can destroy you so don't be a person who now operates in fear you fear people generally because they can destroy you no but also people are the ones who can make you great 
So don't enter neutral. It's not an area where you can be neutral about it. You have to be on one side or another. You either pursue bad company and get destroyed or you pursue people on their journey of destiny and actually be moved quicker into your destiny. And I'm going to share with you a story which I don't know, maybe we are familiar with from the Bible. But I want to start by showing you some scriptures. Paul the Apostle says in the book of, um, I think, 1 Corinthians 15. Let's go there and see. This is going to be a good message. And you can't unhear it. <laughs> so it's going to help you move you forward. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 33. Listen, it's a very short verse which you should memorize and start speaking every day. It starts with the four words, which I want you to remember. 1 Corinthians 15, 33. It says, do not be deceived. You, you, when you see those words before you see what he's talking about, in other words, you can be deceived about this issue. Why didn't he just say the matter? He said, don't be deceived. Why? It means he had seen as a spiritual man that so many people were deceived about this issue. And I can tell you in our generation, we are so deceived. I see so many of you who say you, you are following Jesus hard. And then I look at your social media and no one can tell by looking at your social media that you follow Jesus. Because all your company that you've chosen to continue keeping are people who are not following Jesus. Or if they are, they are lying. Oh yeah, you are deceived. You're praying for a destiny. You're praying to be moved into your destiny with God. You're praying for purpose, but at the same time, you are living with the purpose neutralizer itself. Company. The company you keep. It's one of the greatest. Either doors that open or doors that close your way into destiny. The company you keep. I'm not talking about the people you hang out with once in a blue moon. I'm not talking about the people you go to do evangelism to. I'm talking about the company you keep. The people you walk with, your five closest friends, when you think about them right now, are they people who are drawing you into your destiny? Or they are people who you feel you must be loyal to because you've known them since you were three years old? Am I saying you throw them out? No, but I'm saying don't keep that company. Keeping is staying with, is close by, is things that influence you. He says, do not be deceived. Listen, you can, even now as I'm speaking, you're feeling some way in your heart. You're like, please, please, please. What if it's my spouse? Of course, if it's your spouse, there's nothing you can do about it. You have just have to pursue other people on top of your spouse and pray for them to catch up. Because that one, you made a covenant till death do you part, not till bad manners do you part. Yeah. So you pray for them and pray for them. And maybe as you pursue your destiny, you will influence them and bring people around them that can start to change things. He says, do not be deceived. Meaning, you can be deceived, and some of you are very deceived about this matter. Extremely deceived about this matter. You actually think that you, you're strong enough to, to be great while keeping company that is destructive. You cannot. It's a matter of time. Do not be deceived. Then he says, what is he talking about? Evil company corrupts good habits or good character. Evil company corrupts good character or corrupts good morals or corrupts good habits. I like this version that says habits because it is habits that form your destiny. Desire does not lead you into your destiny. It's habits. Habits are stronger than destiny any day. Your habits are going to eat your destiny or are going to give life to your destiny. It's the habits are the things you do often that form who you are. Evil company actually corrupts good habits. It corrupts them. And you know the thing with corruption is that you can't tell. Like if you looked at a bowl of food that is going bad, you can't tell with your eyes. You can't. 
it is a process that is unseen. By the time you realize that the food went bad, it's when you put it in your mouth that you feel mm, something is wrong with the fruit, but it looks normal. When you look at it, when you look at a ripe, nice mango and you bite into it, you don't know that inside there are insects. There was corruption on the inside. That's the thing with something that corrupts you is it is subtle. And that's how that devil works. He is subtle. He is quiet. He, he influences you. That's why, you know, Jesus talks to that, to that and says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. You know, when you put leaven in bread, it looks normal. Like when you put leaven in dough, it looks normal. But after a while, when you come back, the thing has bulged. That leaven was influencing the, 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 the mixture quietly, without a sound, without a sight. If you look at it after five minutes, it looks normal. But after an hour, you come back and the whole thing has bulged. Beware of things that get into your life and in a very subtle way start to influence you and completely alter you. Because that's the thing with living. It, it corrupts. It doesn't corrupt, but it changes the nature of the thing quietly and then changes it permanently. You can't undo what the living has done. And that's what bad company does. Evil company, just in, a, in the beginning, you see the thing with sin. My pastor says that sin is enjoyable. Yeah, sin is enjoyable. In the beginning, it feels like, oh, we're just hanging out. Oh, we're just, I don't know, doing what. It feels good. Oh. But it produces death. And some of the things that it produces cannot be altered. And I'm going to show you a man who, yeah, in the Bible, God prophesied him. God came himself and brought him to birth of his own will for a specific destiny. But the company kept destroying him and his destiny with it, even though God wanted it for him. Just because God created you with a destiny it doesn't mean it will come to pass. You have a part to play. And the company you keep, that's the thing I want you to keep in your mind is that it is subtle. You can be deceived. It changes you so slowly and so subtly that by the time you realize that you're a different person, it is so late for you to undo the thing. Yes, you can undo it, but it's painful. It wastes time. It slows you down and it destroys other people along the way. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. That company you're keeping is destroying you or it is giving you life. Good company elevates you. You'll see it in the scriptures. In Proverbs 27, 17. Proverbs 27, 17. So King Solomon writes and says, and that's King Solomon also is one of the people who eventually ended. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't end well because of the company he kept. The Bible says that he married so many foreign women that they turned his heart away from God. The man who started well. And he says, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens the countenance of his friend. As iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Your friends are either sharpening you or they are making you blunt. You can actually get into relationships where in the beginning you loved you loved saving and investing and I don't know what, and after a while you become a person who has nothing. You can get into a space where you are someone who was a person of great character, you had great conversation, when you sat down with people you added value and now when you open your mouth and speak you're destroying people, you're a gossip. What, you, and you wonder, what happened to me? I used not to be like this. Just look at the company you kept. Especially in a season. Now watch out. Last week we talked about the, 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 the strategy of the enemy. Watch out for the times when you're hurting. Because when God wants to move you to your next level, he brings a man or a woman into your life. 
No question about it. You think of the lives, the times you were elevated. Some God brought someone, either a boss, a friend, a I don't know, a, a pastor. God brought someone who introduced you to something that changed your life. Now the enemy, remember, his work is that he corrupts what God does. He perverts it. Now, if the devil wants to destroy your life, do you know what he does? He brings someone into your life. <laughs> he brings a man or a woman into your life or men or women into your life. He introduces them and at that point they seem like an answer. Beware when you're hurting who comes into your life. Beware when you're grieving who you allow into your life to speak into your life. Especially if you choose people who are also grieving. You should not look for people who are grieving when you're grieving. Look for those who are well, even though they don't seem like good company at the time, because they will lift you to where they are. Don't look for people who are hurting. And also, if you have a bad marriage and all your friends have bad marriages, why do you think nothing is going to end? Look for those with a good marriage so that they can teach you how to be where they are. Because in your head, you're convinced that they are how they are because they are lucky. No, they are not lucky. Everything is about principles and, and just the grace of God. They are not lucky. Actually, you can teach someone to have a good marriage. We have been taught in two good marriages. So if you have a bad marriage and you look for people who are either single or with bad marriages, where do you think you're headed? You're headed in the direction of your closest friends. Do not be deceived. Bad company, evil company corrupts. It's a process. Good morals, good habits, good behavior, good character. Because habits create character. Before you know it, your, 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 your habits are really taking you on a journey. So he says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts. But I want you to remember that you can be deceived. And, and, and he says in Proverbs 13, 20, He who walks with wise men, it is a continuous process. I'm not talking about one-off relationships. I'm talking about the people you've allowed into your life closely. He who continuously walks. Walking is a process. You don't walk by standing. You're not in one place. It means that there is continuous activity in your life with these people. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You know that there are people who came into your life and your life became better. Then there are those who came into your life and just started taking your life too. Everything changed. You know a person who came into your life and everything changed negatively. But it didn't change negatively after one day of hanging out with them. It was over time. You start to like what they like. You start to sound the way they sound. If you know people who are close friends, they start to have the same gestures. It's just a matter of time. He says... Do, he says, he who walks with wise men will be wise. It's a process. You become the company you keep. If you walk with wise people, you become wise. Meaning you can change from being a foolish person to a wise person by the company you keep. If all your friends save, you start to save. If all your friends eat all the money, you start to eat all the money. In the beginning, you can be the old man out, but after time, it corrupts. It's like living. Before you know it, yeah, you start saving a little, then eventually you're like, life is for living. And you leave nothing for your children's children. He who walks with the wise man will be wise. It doesn't stop there, it says, but the companion, it's about companionship. The companion of fools will be destroyed, will be destroyed. Parents, watch out for the friends your kids keep. It's not innocent. I'm very tough about that. Ask my children. I don't even miss words about it. I tell them I do not like your friend. And I do not want you hanging out with them. I'm one of those parents who is old-fashioned. They don't allow sleepovers. Oh yes, I don't. Because I don't know what happens at a sleepover. You can bring your children to sleepover at my home if you don't mind. But I'm not bringing mine to you. 
There are only about two homes my children can sleep it at because stuff happens there. I cannot allow my children to become friends with people, with children whose parents I don't understand or I doubt their character. Because I know that they can get corrupted and a child's life can be completely changed because of a child who they met. I don't control it, but I've taught them and I've trained them. And within my power, I don't allow them to get into certain relationships with some people. Do not be deceived. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will not even just be a fool. They will be destroyed. I told you that the topic today is the fight for your destiny. It's not even, the topic is not Bulbado Good Company. It is the fight for your destiny. <laughs> this one is a destroyer of your destiny. Believe me when I say I have seen enough. In my few years of life, I have seen. The pattern is too strong and the word of God is too clear for me to think that there is another way around it. He who walks with wise men becomes wise. But it's a becoming. It's a becoming. You will be wise. You will be wise. It's a process of time. In the beginning, you can be the fool among the wise. But it's a matter of time. If you're walking with wise people, you become wise. I've seen my life. There are so many areas where I was a fool. But I've hung around people of substance, especially people like my spiritual father. Other people who have come into my life. My siblings are wise people. And I've seen my life change. And in the beginning, it was hard to leave certain company because you feel like, I think now I'm pretending to be better than them. You see, one of the best things you can do for your current friends, if they are mediocre, is to start hanging out with people who are better than them so that eventually, if you become better, you can draw them. And sometimes there's a cost to it. But it's the fight for your destiny. He who walks with wise men becomes wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. It's a matter of time for the destruction to show up. Remember, it's subtle it enters and starts to change the, 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 the nature of the thing that it is in. It changes your nature with time. With time. Before you know it, you're a completely different person. You can be born again and you act like the devil because of the company you keep. It's innocent. Yes, you're going to be strange in the beginning. Yes, you'll feel a sense of loss in the beginning. But the value that you'll eventually add to the people who you once walked too closely with will be so crazy when you, when you walk with wise men. You don't have to cut them off completely if they are not completely destroying your life. But you spend less and less time with them and more and more time because relationships are about time invested. Period. That's what makes a relationship. That person you're close to at some point was a stranger until you started to invest time with them and now you feel like you cannot live without them. Well, there was a time you lived without them and you are okay. Oh yeah. He who walks with wise men will be wise. You see, the process of discipleship, which is really turning ordinary followers of Jesus Christ into um, kingdom influencers. That's what discipleship does. It turns you into just not just a pure mind church, but makes you a true son and daughter in the kingdom who influences things in the kingdom of God and brings more sons and daughters to glory. That process happens by who you follow. In Mark 1.17, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. In other words, how do you turn an ordinary man into an extraordinary man who looks like Jesus by, follow, making, by following Jesus? The people I disciple become a lot like me, which is a very scary thing to think about. That's why I must follow people ahead of me so that the people who are behind me are not stuck, are not behaving like me. They get better as I get better. Follow me and I'll make you become. Now that same thing, I want you to know that right now, that's what the devil also uses. Follow me and I'll make you become a destroyer of men. How does he do it? By bring, The way discipleship works is by you following those who are following Christ. Now if you follow those who are following the devil, where do you think you're headed? 
You're headed into destruction. Listen, let me show you uh, two more scriptures, then I'll tell you a story. I'll show you a scripture that is again from Solomon, who says King Solomon in Proverbs 22, 24, Proverbs 22, 24, and 25, Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. He says this, listen, he says, make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, do not go. Why? He says friendship. He doesn't say don't be around them. He says don't be, make them your friend. If you have a friend who is always angry, they, you know someone told me once that divorce travels in groups. If all your friends are either talking divorce or whatever, that's where you're headed. If all your friends are broke, that's where you're headed. If all your friends are abusers of, of, of their spouses, that's where you're headed. If you're a young man and all your friends are always despising women, of course you're going to despise women. You might say, no, those guys are just like that. You're going to become just like that. It's a matter of time. The living changes the nature of the dough. Those people will change your nature. It's a matter of time. Do not be deceived. <laughs> Do not be deceived. You can be deceived and think for you you're the strong one. You will be the first. I don't think you will because you are not wiser than God. And this one, I'm strong on it because it will destroy your destiny. I've seen so many people, good people, who have been destroyed because they hung out with another person who is off. And in a matter of months, down the drain. And they did things they never believed they could do. And I knew in my heart that day I saw them hanging out with that person, I knew where you headed. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time says, make no friendship with an angry man. Some of you ladies, you hang out with angry women. That's why you're angry. You used not to be like that. F suspicious women. Now you're suspicious. Make no friendship. You can be around them once in a while, but don't make them your friends. Don't make them the people who influence your decisions. And with a furious man, do not go. Why? Lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. That's what happens with friends. You learn their ways. And you don't learn them by wanting to. It's, I don't know, it's what it is. It's spiritual. It's here in the scriptures. I'm not wiser than God, neither are you. Lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Don't hang around people and make them your friends. People whose lives you do not want your life to be like theirs, you better run for your life because they will influence you. Like living, they will change your nature. And before you know it, you'll be just like them. Making decisions you swore you could never make in your life. You're not stronger and wiser than God. Let me show you the opposite. Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. Why? They realized that they had been with Jesus. What happened to Peter and John is that they looked like Jesus because they had become friends of Jesus. At one point he tells them, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. They had gone beyond people who served him and they had become his friends. A point comes when the people that mentored you become your friends. That's how you know you're growing. When the, your mentors become your friends, you have entered the league that your mentors are in because they have influenced you to be just like them. Okay? When your mentors become your friends, you're growing. When you look at the lives of the people that you spend the most time with, those five people that you spend the most time with, do you admire where their lives are? You want to go there or you're at the same level? Now it's okay to have peers as long as you're all pursuing great people. It's an intentional process. You have to actually start pursuing great people. Do not be afraid of great people. 
I used to be afraid of them. I respect them. I honor them. I have a reverence for them. But I found that I can serve them and find a way to drink from their well. I serve them. You know, great people, you don't try to make them your friend. People who come and say, I want to be your friend. No. The thing is that you admire what's in the person. Don't try to make them your friend. Because being your friend means that you're at the same level. Pursue them because you know they are ahead of you. Find ways to serve them. Find what they like. Send them gifts. Show up where they are. Listen to their teachings. If they have teachings out there, read their books. Be in, be in their company in every way you can. And before you know it, some of them you might get opportunity to get into their space. And when you do, never ever think you're, you're at the same level. Never treat them like equals. Always treat them with reverence. But pursue them. And before you know it, who knows? God might turn them into your friends. And when they become your friends, you will become like them. Oh, yes. That's why I said when your mentors become your friends, something great is happening. But they must be your mentors first. You must be pursuing some people in your life right now. Every year, I choose at least one person and I pursue them with all my heart. On top of my spiritual leaders, yes, I look for people to pursue. Who I admire in any sphere of life. I go, I, I ask for, I serve them, I send them gifts, I read their material, I listen to them. I look for opportunity to be in their space. And by the grace of God, God some of them have become my friends. When they start inviting me to their space willingly. Oh, I still am. I have reverence. But some of them, by the grace of God, have become my friends. But I'm aware. And once they become my friends, I keep pursuing other people who are ahead. Because they introduce me to their circles. And then I'm able to pursue people who they are also pursuing. Can you imagine? So I keep being invited into more greatness. But I wasn't always like that. So the disciples of Jesus became like him because they spent time with him and became his friends. David's mighty men, he met them as discouraged, disillusioned, indebted men. And he turned them into David's mighty men who are named in the Bible. Joshua became a mighty man because he followed Moses until he became a friend of Moses. And eventually he could serve where Moses served. He could do what Moses did. While Aaron and Miriam despised Moses and they never were able to do what Moses could do. And that's a story for another day. So... Do not be deceived. Who you follow, you become. Who you bring close, you become. Like living, they change your nature. And that can be an exciting thing. Don't be neutral about it. Don't say, okay, I'm going to stay away from bad people. No, how you stay away from bad people is that you pursue great people. Have your peers who are pursuing along with you. You may not be pursuing the same person. It's better if you are. But if you're not, still you pursue, as long as they're also pursuing greatness in their spheres of influence. Never be a person who is pursuing small people. Pursue big people because then you'll become big. Just like them. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they knew that they had been with Jesus. May it be said of you that they know that you're hanging around great people. When people say, I want to see who you're hanging out with. While you're changing for the better. Some of you, it's like, who are you hanging out with? You're becoming strange in a bad way. You used to have, keep time. You used to love your wife. You used to honor your husband. Now you treat your wife like trash. You know, you come home in the morning. You, because of who you are hanging out with, do not be deceived. It's not innocent. It is a ploy of the enemy to destroy your destiny. Wife, you used to love your husband and do things that he wanted. And now you think that he is trying to control you. Because you are hanging out with girls who are telling you that, it's, it's, why should you serve a man? Well, the Bible says you should. And there's no wisdom against the Lord. Beware of things. Wisdom that is against the Lord. Beware of it. It's not from, if it's not from God, where do you think it's from? It's from the pit of hell. And it sounds clever and educated. There's no education that's against the Lord. Eventually it will destroy you. 
There's a way that seems right to a man. Don't, don't try to be cool to the world. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. You want to be an enemy of God while you're his child? You can make yourself an enemy. You become an enemy in your mind. The Bible says we are enemies in our minds to God because of how we thought. Beware of information that is contrary to the scriptures. It is, will destroy you. Friendship with the world is when you have all your friends are worldly people, but you're a believer. It's a matter of time. Either you will be exactly like them or you will never experience the kingdom of God. I'll tell you about a man in the scriptures and you should go and read about him. Today you can go after this teaching and read the book of Judges from chapter 13. The book of Judges is a crazy book. It's like a bad movie. But from chapter 13, you read about a young man called Samson and how he was born. You know that the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines. 40 years. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of those people, etc. And him and his wife, they were barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared. They were not even praying about it. To the woman and said to her, Indeed you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Can you imagine when God announces you himself? Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. I'm going to teach about this thing one of these days, Holy Spirit, about restrictions that you have on your on your way to destiny all of us and your restrictions are not mine god didn't go telling everyone who was pregnant not to drink wine but this one because of what she was carrying there are things she couldn't do and it's wisdom to know that that there are things you're not allowed to do because of what you carry me there are things i can't do the two other people are not a big deal and god hasn't told them not to do them that's why i won't tell you what they are so that you don't turn them into a doctrine but i have my restrictions so do you <laughs> so she don't eat anything unclean for behold you shall conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines this is Samson this is the introduction of Samson into the world but do you know that Samson never fulfilled his entire destiny and his anointing was not passed on to anyone else we never hear about a man who is as strong as Samson in the Bible do you know why Samson, his heart loved Philistine women. His heart loved the wives, the women of the enemy. The very people he was raised to destroy, he liked their women. And those people saw the weakness in him, the company he kept. The Philistines used those women to destroy Samson. Eventually, Samson tells Delilah, this woman who he liked so much, she even puts him on her laps and shaves his head at his weakest point. And Samson gets up thinking it's business as usual, like some of you think, thinking that nothing much would happen to him because he was too strong and anointed. And his strength was gone because a woman cut off his hair, because he let her in into the secret of his strength. He kept company with the enemy. And the enemy destroyed him, even though he was anointed to destroy that enemy. Yes, God has anointed you, yes. But don't play around with company you keep. They destroy him. They gorge out his eyes. His hair starts to grow back. He died a prisoner. The deliverer of Israel died a prisoner at a party where he literally asked God for one more opportunity. Then he pulled apart the pillars, destroyed the building with over 300 people. They died with him as well. That was the end of Samson. And his judgment of Israel, he ended up dying in shame because of the company he kept. You're not too anointed for the wisdom of God. You're not too clever, too strong. For you, you're strong. Your character is too strong. Even though you keep company with those people, they won't affect you. They are affecting you. 
And the end of it, if you don't repent usually and turn around from that company, is destruction. My brothers and sisters, I want us to be that generation of believers where God raises anointings, where God raises men and women that can defeat the enemy in our generation. Imagine if all of us walked in our destiny. Imagine that everywhere you are, in all sorts of spheres of influence, if we all walked in our destiny. But the problem is that the things God requires of us are so simple. And we, we, we want to be so clever. Like, it's so simple. The thing of company, it's really a big deal. It doesn't seem like a big deal because it's not spiritual. Like, if you're not spiritually minded, you think that it's not a big deal, but it is a destiny destroyer or a destiny elevator. When God wants to move you forward, he brings a man or a woman in your life. When the enemy seeks to destroy you, he brings a man or a woman in your life. And it can look innocent, but no company is innocent. No companion is innocent. No friendship is innocent. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good habits. It's a corruption process. It's process. It's simple. It's subtle. It's quiet, but it changes you. I hope that today God has exposed to you some of the people you need to let go. You don't need to call them and say, I'm letting you go. Just, just starve the relationship of oxygen of time. And then there are people you need to pursue who you would admire, you love. Start pursuing them by serving. Don't go, don't go to them and say, I want you to be my friend. No, be wise. Serve them. Send gifts. It makes gifts a present, makes room for you. Your gifts make room for you. And then beware of offensing your heart against those people. Don't allow to be offended against them. Serve them. Be around them. Let God use them in your life until the day you start to become their friend. Know that something has shifted in your life because you have changed levels. And those people will introduce you to other people ahead of them. And you'll keep moving forward. I'm always looking forward to a new relationship in my life that some people who are ahead of me because it means that I am making, I am about to move into what they've moved into. I, I honor it. I look forward to it, but I used not to be like that. I hope that today God has unveiled to you a mystery because to you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, which are keys into new realms. Listen, if you're watching and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, that is the first relationship you need to get into. So I want to pray with you right now and just pray a simple prayer to receive Jesus into your life. Say, Lord Jesus, today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins and give me a new beginning. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. Welcome to the family of God. Send us a message on that number on your screen. Let us know that you've made Jesus Lord of your life. We want to walk with you and connect you to a Bible preaching church that you may start a relationship with Jesus and walk this journey of destiny because you are not random. God has you here on purpose. And if you have any sickness in your body right now, we rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak healing and wellness to you especially the mind. I speak wellness to your mind and to your heart in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. You're going to just, just feeling peace, joy returning in the name of Jesus. If there's any pain in your body, arthritis in your bone, in your muscles, we speak healing to your back. We speak healing to anything that is ailing you right now. Healing grace flows in the mighty name of Jesus. It is well with you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'll see you again. I hope that go and do something with what you have had today. Now that you have had these things, you're blessed if you do something about them. You're loved. You're blessed. You're highly favored. I'll see you again next week. Same place, same time. Share this with someone. You're blessed. Bye.